Kevin Pankers and I'm Donna Carter and you're listening to Grow on the Go. Yeah, and you have a little dog on your lap, which we don't typically do when normally, we're podcasting. Normally, he just finds a little place to lie down in the blanket fort here, but today he's decided he must be in my arms. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> we've all just been like, no, I need to be held today. You are not allowed to do anything but give me a damn. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm projecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was alone. For a long time yesterday, we know we uh, so the, we are have are pre recording this. So this uh, we just had Thanksgiving weekend, mm-hmm. and we drove out to um, my husband's brother's acreage, which we call the Bradlands because it's Uncle Brad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, had our COVID friendly um, Thanksgiving dinner in a tent outdoors mm-hmm. with three heaters. The wind howling. It was snowing. At least it was in my place. Just before we got there, it was. Um, yeah, so it was right around zero. So, it, you know, that was pretty cold. And plus, we had two 90-plus-year-old ladies with us and a three-week-old oh, yeah. baby. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, is she only three weeks? Um, she's almost four weeks. Actually, I think she's four weeks today. Okay. Yeah, so it was interesting, but we had a nice time. But as a result of it being on an acreage, we were gone many, many hours. Yeah. Plus, we had to pick up the look. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> That's not cool on the radio, is it? <laughs> no, I mean, well, it is what it is. <laughs> you know? We're going with it. Um. So, yeah, we and we had to pick up the, the ladies. So we were in the car a long time, and we were out there for several hours. And so this is why I'm holding my dog. <laughs> It's really important to tell you all the things. Yeah. Yeah. I was invited. I didn't go uh, because I've been dealing with a Bartholin cyst for like a week now, I guess. I, it's just I just got medication for it. So it should be fine now. But yeah. I wish you'd have gone so early. <sighs> uh, well, because you miss pumpkin pie for dinner night. I know. And you miss Thanksgiving. I've been a few times. I like this is not my first rodeo. I've had four, including one that I've had to have surgery on. Um, and I know that step one is usually go back home, give it three to five days of sits, baths, and heating pads. Um, and then if that doesn't work, come back because they don't want to give you antibiotics right away, which I do understand. I understand too, but when you're so susceptible to something, I know, I know. I, I honestly, I was kind of hoping that they just let me do the surgery because the surgery makes it very, very unlikely that it'll recur. It can, but it's unlikely. It hasn't recurred on the side that was operated on. Um, so I was really hopeful that uh, the next time one happened, I'd just be able to go straight to surgery. Uh, but they're not really doing surgery on anyone unless it's something that has to be done within the next two days right now. Yeah, Uh, yeah, our hospitals are really in bad shape. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that didn't happen, which, I mean, thank you, Jesus, it didn't need to. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't in bad enough pain. Like, the last time I had an abscess, which is technically what this one was, it was the worst pain I have ever experienced in my life. Oh, how awful. It was terrible. But I've also learned I can... Sometimes I don't have a temperature when I have a fever, but I can tell when I have, I know that's how you categorize a fever, but like I know when I technically have a fever. I don't, 
I almost never get a fever, like a temperature. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't get a temperature, but when my back hurts a very specific way, I know like, oh, I have a fever. Um, or you have an infection. Or an infection, yeah. yeah. That's that's my body being like, you are very sick and you need to lay down, please. <laughs> so so on, I don't know if I told you this, on the topic of pain, I've been walking around with a broken foot you for six did. months. You did. You did tell me that you've been walking around with a broken foot for six months. Yeah, and of course I can't get surgery on that anytime soon no. either. And you so. need surgery. Like there, you said there's well, like a piece of your foot missing or there will a be? A piece of my foot. Well, a piece of bone detached. Well, like yeah, that's off. a piece of your foot. Broken off. Not yeah. missing. It's still in there. Somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean. But, um. I mean, I've been walking 12,000 steps a day with the broken foot. So, you know, <laughs> I guess it's not that big of a rush. And of it's course, not good, though. No, and I mean, I'll go have a consult with the surgeon and I guess they'll decide how serious it is. But anyway. I, I struggle because there is such a, uh, excuse me while I pull out my soapbox just for a quick second here. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle because there's such evidence in like medical literature of medical gender bias, mm. women with heart attack symptoms are far le- far more likely to be sent home from emergency mm. than men with heart attack symptoms. Women's pain in general is much less likely to be taken seriously um, than men's pain, which is interesting because, and this is a little more, not subjective, but hard to measure. There is some literature to suggest that generally women have higher pain tolerance than men. Mm. So even if we are expressing, I'm at like a seven, mm-hmm. um, and our seven is ostensibly higher than an average man's seven, mm-hmm. we're still less likely to be taken seriously, which is hmm. so frustrating. That to is me. frustrating. Yeah, I uh, I have no one to blame but myself because I I didn't want an x-ray I just said it's I'm sure it's soft tissue my my doctor agreed my physiotherapist agreed it was soft Fair. tissue yeah. so I didn't have the x-ray but I've now learned have the x-ray just have the x-ray just have the x-ray and they're they're free here yeah so like just probably just get one yeah anyway yeah. so that has nothing whatsoever no. to do with what this we're going to be catch talking up. about yeah this is a little catch up <laughs> yeah, that's we, what we've been up to and also yeah. some some medical gender bias information for you. Yeah, there you go. You learn something new, even if you don't listen even to if the rest you of the podcast. Didn't ask for it. <laughs> I I want to talk today about um, control, whether what we do in situations where we things aren't in our control, do we fight for control? Mm. Do, how do we how do we manage that? Um, do you consider yourself a controlling person? <sighs> I know that I am, but I f- don't consider myself a controlling person because I'm so much less type A than some of the people I grew up with. Who were controlling. <clears throat> yeah, or yeah. like, I don't even know that controlling is the right word, but certainly knew what outcome they wanted. Um, <laughs> and worked to make and it worked happen. And worked to, to achieve that. <laughs> and I have a tendency to manipulate, which I often excuse to myself uh, as like, I'm just trying to let them know how I feel or like, I just, I just want them to have all the information. But really what I'm trying to do is get my own way mm. 
through emotional manipulation, which is I, I, yucky. I feel like that's probably more my style of control, too. I know yeah. I do remember you telling Facebook that I was the most controlling person on the entire planet oh at one point, or manipulative person on the planet. Well, I think and, it was controlling. And, you know, when you, uh, you've already said, when you grow up with people who are quite controlling. And you, outwardly so. Outwardly so. And, and yeah, then... You know, you you compare yourself and you think, well, I'm not controlling. I don't tell people what to do. I just make them come to that decision on their own (laughs) by making them feel badly. We're just smarter controlling people. It's certainly, (laughs) oh goodness, certainly more nefarious, yeah. Uh, I discovered I was a controlling person. Um, One weekend we were, um, Dad was speaking at a a camp of some description. And you you and Kendall were there with us and you were both little and so I had to put you to bed and and stay in the room with you at in the evening and that wasn't a hardship for me because I love to read and Mm -hmm. I thought I had lots of books but to my horror I ran out of things to read and I was forced to read a book that I had bought for your dad I had no intention of reading it because it didn't apply to me it was called um, imperative people for those who must be in control (laughs) Now, there's such an irony here because you've got to know you're controlling when you buy self-help books for other people. I know. <laughs> um, I, th- I, I also, I cringe at the word controlling um, because to me that sounds like, to me that is synonymous with abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're using it in terms of like people who struggle to surrender control or like to be in control, not yeah. necessarily people who are abusive and... Right. And and it certainly can be abusive, but people who just, you know, the same type of people that often don't like to fly because they would like to be in control of their own destiny. Thank right. you very much. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's how I found out that uh, I was controlling. Yeah, controlling. <laughs> so I want to use some insider info about Kev to make a point about the choices we have when life is out of our control and not going in a good direction. If you've been listening to Girl on the Go for any amount of time, you know that Kevin, like her name, is a very unique human. Yeah, you knew. You you spotted that one coming, huh? When you named me. Let's give her a boy name, see what happens. Uh, she is incredibly authentic, sometimes uncomfortably so. <laughs> I'm comfortable. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so and one example of this is, is the time that she decided her self-esteem was too connected to how her hair looked. And so she did the obvious thing. She shaved it off. Yeah. Then in the early days of her dating relationship with her husband, Scott, they were grabbing some groceries at Safeway or some grocery yeah, store. Yeah, Safeway. And Kevin felt super weary. So she did the obvious thing. <laughs> She lay down in the middle of the cracker aisle. Wait, it, what, it's actually weirder than that. Uh, Scott, it was winter, and Scott put his very cold hands on, like, the skin of my back. And so I, in protest, obviously, just went limp. Uh, okay. <laughs> laid down laid in the middle down. of the aisle. Oh, that's hilarious. So while she's lying there, she she was thinking, and, and correct me if I'm mm-hmm. wrong, putting words in your mouth, but you, you thought Scott might do one of two things. Yeah. Either he'd walk away and pretend he didn't even know you out of embarrassment, mm-hmm. or he'd try take control and try to pull you to your feet in annoyance. Yeah, at which point I had every intention of just staying limp and letting him drag me around. <laughs> I had a plan. And he didn't either. No. He also did the obvious thing. He lay down beside you. Yeah. And you lay there spooning in the middle of Safeway. Yep. And that was the moment that I was like, I'm going to marry this man. <laughs> 
I'm not even kidding about that. I was like, yep, this is the guy. No, that's awesome. You know, when we face difficult circumstances in our (laughs) lives, we have similar choices to the ones that Scott had in Safeway. Yep. We can walk away from God and try to ignore him. We can stay and fight for control. Or we can lie down. We've had a lot of uncertainty in our family lately, hey? Mm -hmm. I mean, you and Scott are working hard to keep your marriage as healthy as you can while you're living half a world apart. Mm -hmm. And even if the Canadian government decided to allow Scott to come back tomorrow, he couldn't because of other circumstances like his parents' ill health Mm -hmm. and COVID. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. And then and then our daughter Kendall and her husband Mike have a four-week-old baby with all sorts of special needs, mm-hmm. which can all eventually, to a large extent, be corrected with surgery. But when is that going to be with Alberta's medical resources all going to fight COVID? Mm-hmm. So even children's surgeries in, in Alberta have been indefinitely postponed. And as I've wrestled with these things, just to surrender... Surrender my family's unsettled future to God. He gave me a beautiful visual of Jesus asleep in the stern of the boat Mm. and me sound asleep beside him, tucked under his right arm with my head on his chest. I think one of the greatest gifts God ever gave me, and this is kind of weird, but I am, there are kind of two types of depressives, if you want to get really general, the kind that sleep too much and the kind that sleep not enough. And I consider it a genuine blessing from God that I sleep too much. Um, Because at least when I'm asleep, I am not anxious. I am not sad. Mm. I'm just resting. Mm -hmm. And that is such a gift. Yeah, rather than, yeah, not being Being, able to sleep. Yeah, and just pacing and being, yeah. 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 So um, I feel like this this is a great visual for me because that's how he wants me to ride out the storms in my life. Mm -hmm. In perfect peaceful trust in his power, his goodness, and his love. And of course, this picture was inspired by a true story from Jesus' life, told by both Matthew and Mark. So Kev, why don't you read it Mm -hmm. from Mark chapter 4? So starting at verse 35? Yep. Okay. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, why don't you care that we're going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he I, asked I love them, those words, a great calm, mm-hmm. not just sort of calm, a yeah. great calm. Just <clears throat> silence. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Yeah, I think he was saying, did you forget who I yeah, am? I'm literally right here. Relax. <laughs> did you believe your fears instead of me? I mean, it's it's easy to be controlled by fear when our mm-hmm. lives are turbulent and stormy. But really, we don't have to be the victims of our circumstances or or our fear. We have three choices, just like Scott had in Safeway. We can ignore God and walk away and deal with our circumstances on our own. Mm -hmm. And it's always amazing to me that people choose that option. Ugh, no thank you. You know, that they walk away from God when they need him the most, it makes no sense to me. But it happens a lot. 
Why, why do you think they do that? Um, because I think it's scary. It's scary to give something to someone you can't see, especially when you struggle to acknowledge the gifts that he has given you in your life. Um, and I think, yeah, I think people would rather take what's in front of them that they can see uh, mm. rather than something that is more abstract. Mm. Um, I, I think sometimes it's it's when people have started with a faulty belief system. Hmm. You know, they may, they may believe that God won't allow bad things to happen to them. Fair. I've come across Christians, especially new Christians, who believe that God wouldn't allow his followers to get cancer or mm. dementia. Nope. And I know, yeah, I know personally that that's not true. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how faithful you are or aren't. We still live in a broken, sinful world. Yeah. And sometimes God allows those things to happen to us for his own reasons. Mm -hmm. And then, then I've come across people who, they seem really okay with God if bad things happen to other Christ <laughs> followers. But if it happens too close to home, they chuck their faith. Yeah. I, I really don't get that either. Or blame the people that it's happening to. The yeah, sheer volume, the sheer too. volume of people being like, you shouldn't need antidepressants or what have you, if your faith is strong enough. Mm -hmm. That is a tool of God's, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, we don't tell God people made doctors. If their faith is strong enough, they wouldn't need glasses. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time when Jesus' friend Peter was really disappointed with Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, his expectations weren't met either, just like somebody who thinks, you know, God will never let bad things happen to Christians. And I always think of Peter mm. as a man with some serious control issues. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and so he he was, Jesus was saying and doing things that didn't make any sense to Peter. And Jesus knew what Peter was thinking. And he actually asked Peter if he was going to turn away because some of Jesus' other followers had. And that's when Peter asked the question that everyone needs to ask before they walk away from God. Hmm. He said this, Lord if, we were, Lord, if we were to go, whom would we follow? Mm. You speak the words that give everlasting life. We believe and recognize that you are the Holy One sent by God. It's a great question. If you're going to walk away from Jesus, where are you going to go? Yeah. What's the better alternative? And, you know, we call it faith. And uh, like any, any belief, any religion, I hate that word, but any religion, mm -hmm. we call it like faith. And that's what it is. It's having faith. Mm -hmm. We are we are designed to believe in something, someone, and to worship. Yeah, yeah. And if if we could understand everything about God, we then, wouldn't need God. Well, He wouldn't be God. Yeah, right. So that's what some people do in in a stormy situation. They walk away from God. Um, other Christians respond to stormy situations in their lives by trying to control everything, like the disciples did in the boat. You know, waking up Jesus and yelling at him, don't you care? <laughs> like Scott could have done in Safeway, trying to yank you to your feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if he yelled at me, that would be the last time he ever saw me. But <laughs> yeah, As a former control freak, I can tell you that trying to control every detail of your situation and the people in your world is absolutely exhausting. Mm -hmm. Some of you can relate. You know, maybe you use your will to sculpt circumstances to your liking. But eventually, we all find out that the struggle has been futile. We aren't in control. 
the control we had or thought we had was nothing but a mirage. We can't hold a marriage together by the force of our wills. Mm -hmm. We can't prevent the death of a loved one or the loss of a job. We can't hold back the dementia or the cancer. We can't make our children obey us. Our bosses promote us or our husbands love us. We are simply not in control. So what if in the light of that reality, we chose what's behind door number three? We can lie down. We can lie down beside Jesus in the bottom of the boat. We can tuck ourselves under his arm Mm -hmm. and rest our heads on his chest. If we really believe that God is good, we can trust him. Mm -hmm. If we believe the Bible when he tells us that he knows us intimately and loves us passionately, then we can also believe that he'll never act in any way that isn't loving toward us. And I think a lot of people will hear this and go like, that sounds like surrender to me. And it is, but it's not surrender to your circumstances. It's surrendering to a loving and all knowing parent that knows what's going to happen next and knows how to carry you through it. I think there's two kinds of surrender. Yeah. And that's where we get messed up, right? There's like when there's an overwhelming force and you you know that something worse is going to happen to you if yeah. you don't give in to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then there's surrender um, out of love where you you trust. Yeah. You know, you know that this this person, this power that loves you is going to, you know, do only what is good for you. Yeah, there's, there is choosing, hmm, there's climbing a mountain and choosing to stop because you don't have, well, you, you don't want to continue to climb or, or you're worried about what's going to happen to you if you continue to climb. And then there's letting waves, not fighting the current and letting like waves just wash into you. That made a lot of sense in my head. It didn't play super well. So let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mountains and waves. All right. <clears throat> um, in those times when God allows what we thought he would never allow into our lives, mm-hmm we still can know with absolute certainty that he's on our side and that he'll be there to lend his strength to us to, to get through the storm of our circumstances, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the ways that you've seen God give strength to you as you've struggled with your mental health while your husband's in Australia? Um, God has given me gifts of responsibility, um, which just mean... I and I I don't like um, celebrating busyness because I don't think being busy is no. is is a uh, a mark of good character or anything. But I live in my brain, um, and I I'm pretty melancholy just naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, so God gave me you know my first management position uh, since Scott's been away, and that has taken a lot of my brain power and allowed me to pour into people um so allowed me to focus on the work which really makes me sound like a workaholic um no i actually think it's a really healthy way to to cope with mm -hmm. your situation you've also um done a really good job of caring for other people Um, Some of the people that work for you, but also um, some friends who have needed care. And um, and I think when when we are suffering, Mm -hmm. 
taking care of someone whose pain is maybe greater in the moment than our own. Yeah. Is or a even very just different thing. Mm-hmm. Even just different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to, you can't. Yeah. You can't quantify. Yeah. There is no hierarchy of pain. Per yeah. Se. Yeah. Yeah. So we can actively trust him either to calm the storm or to keep our hearts safe in it. Mm-hmm. We can trust him with our future, however it turns out, knowing that he's in control over our circumstances every bit as much as he controls the wind and the waves, and that he only ever has our best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. So whatever storms you have in your personal life, remember that you have those choices. You can ignore Jesus and go it alone. I don't know why you would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can rage at him for not doing it your way, or... You can lie down and trust him to be who he said he is. Mm-hmm. And who is he? The one that even the wind and the waves obey. Yeah. I think, I also think people are under the impression that like, you have to relinquish control like the second it happens. Um, and maybe I'm off base here, but I think it's normal to rage against God sometimes. You're not right. Um no. You're wrong. You are inherently wrong. But we are emotional beings and it's okay to mourn what you don't have. One of my greatest moments, and again, I was not correct, uh, but one of the greatest moments of God basically saying the same thing to me that he said to his disciples in the boat was like, would you relax? I'm literally right here and I've got you and you need to calm down. Was when I was in the middle of, of yelling at God for not getting something that I was so sure was like was ordained for me and I straight up out loud said if this isn't what you want for me you're gonna have to be crystal clear about what you want um because I don't know what to do next and in the middle of that sentence I got a phone call basically giving me very clear directions of what I needed to do next and I I was mad at the time because I didn't want to do it but it was very clear and um I'm not saying you should panic and you should yell at God, but I'm saying like, it's okay if your first instinct isn't yeah, have you, have you quiet read, acceptance. Have you read the Psalms? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of yelling at God. In he the can Psalms. take it and he's not going to be surprised. No. He knows what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. You can't surprise him. Yeah. And he's got broad shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. He can handle it. Um, and I'm grateful that rather than being like, fine, if you're going to act that way, you're on your own. He goes, Hey, take a breath. Mm. You're fine. Mm-hmm. I've got you. Mm-hmm. You don't like it. That's okay. You don't have, I'm not asking you to like mm-hmm. it. I'm just asking you to go. Mm-hmm. Come over here and just lie down with me. Yeah. Just take Let a rest. Put my arm yeah. around you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going through something really rough right now, I'd encourage you to look up that, that story. Mm-hmm. It's in, in, in recorded in both Matthew and Mark. And, um, and just put yourself in that position of, just tucking yourself up under Jesus' right arm. Mm-hmm. And that has cool significance, too, that it's his right arm that I saw in my vision mm. and not his left, his right arm. That's a, a spiritually significant thing that people can look up on their own time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's what I'd encourage you to do mm-hmm. with this, uh, you know, whatever storms are raging in your mm-hmm. life right now. Um, mm-hmm. If you do have any feedback for us on this show or any episode, we do encourage you to reach out. We got some awesome feedback mm-hmm. uh, this week or last, I don't know, recently. Recently. Um, 
from Michelle. So thank you, Michelle, for reaching out. Yeah, that that was, was really encouraging really to encouraging us. Really encouraging, for um, sure. But even if you just have some constructive feedback on what you'd like to see more of or less of, we'd yep. love to hear from you. Uh, you can get in contact with mom at Donna Carter on Facebook. Yep. Um, you can find me at Kaya March, K-A-I-A March, like the month on Twitter. And um, I think that's it for us today on Grow. Oh, don't forget Grow on the Grow Pod on oh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, Grow on the Go Pod on Instagram. Yeah. You can also reach us there. And before we go, I want to remind everybody that uh, we have our share show next week. So yes. keep your ears open for that. Great. That's it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankers. And I'm Donna Carter. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com. 